0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm your host, Steve Nibson. Today we're going to continue our high school football preview as we talk to the second-year head coach out at uh, St. John's Catholic Park, Mr. Nate Marr. And, Nate, thank you for taking the time to be with us, and welcome.
1: I appreciate you having me on. Appreciate
0: your time, indeed, and we certainly appreciate yours. So, Coach, we you came in last year, first year head coach, um, and you guys go six and four last season, best finish for St. John's uh, in seven years, um, best record in seven years at St. John's. Numbers jumped for you, went from sixteen to thirty-eight. So. What was it you took away? What were some of the things you needed to do that took place that got you to that point?
1: I think the biggest thing, to be honest, was just uh, establishing expectations, establishing accountability, establishing a culture. Uh, A lot of things that, you know, when, when I was going through the interview process, I felt pretty confident that we'd be able to have success right off the bat. I'd done my research. Uh, There was talent in the program. Like you said, you know, that number 16, there wasn't a whole lot of returning players. But I was pretty confident, you know, if we got out there and we recruited hard and we, you know, we established connections with the local youth programs and, uh, you know, started to attract, you know, potential transfer recruits from other schools in the area, uh, that we'd have a chance to be pretty competitive. And that's essentially what happened. So coming in, um, I think the kids that were in the program were excited about the fact that I was coming from a school like Concordia Prep. Um, They're excited about the fact that, you know, we were coming off a B Conference title there. I coached eight years in college football before that. And they bought in immediately. So, you know, all the credit goes to the players. They worked their tails off. Um, They did everything we asked them to do. And uh, I think it it started to show on the field, you know, especially as the year went on. We really started to mesh. And uh, just really proud of the guys.
0: Indeed. And so... With that success that you had last season, what were the takeaways from that coming into this year? And talk about this year's squad, you know, expectations or goals that you have in mind for them this year.
1: Well, you know, last year, you know, six and four, we, we were pretty pleased with that record considering, you know, the program had had six straight losing seasons. I was really happy with the overall results. Uh, we finished second in the MIAC conference behind Severn, who ended up winning the conference last year. I think the goal, the expectation going into year two is to compete for a conference championship. Uh, I definitely think it's something that's attainable for us. The numbers in the program have continued to grow. We've got a really strong senior class. So right now, our current roster is sitting at just about 50 guys, which is probably the biggest roster they've had here in quite some time. I would say, Uh, We've only got 250 students at the school. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So 50 guys. I'm I'm pretty happy with where the roster's at. Really strong senior class. Probably right now, we're looking at six to eight guys that are going to end up playing football in college. Um so it's it's exciting, you know. We've got a great great senior group, strong leadership, talented players. Um, Grayson DiPietro is kind of leading the charge. He's got a couple of Division one offers. Uh, he's a wide receiver, defensive back. Um, then we got Desmond Moxley, transferred in from Tuscarora. He's done a great job as a receiver and a defensive back as well. He's got a couple scholarship offers in hand. Um, Brandon Akalazzi has done a great job, came in from Oakdale High School as a basketball player, ended up starting for us at Corner, did a heck of a job. He's another guy that we project to be a college ball player. Um, Ryan Sebastian is a slot receiver for us, and he plays overhang. Uh, you know, he's getting a lot of attention from Patriot League schools, Ivy League schools. Uh, he's a really high academic kid, and I think he'll end up, you know, having the chance to compete either in the Ivy League, Patriot League, or the NESCAC. Uh, and then we've we've attracted a couple of senior transfers over the last couple months, which has been great. Um, Zion and Sammy just transferred in from Walkersville High mm-hmm. School, and he projects as a running back and a linebacker. Um, DePriest Daniels came in from Brunswick in Middletown. Uh, he projects as a receiver, defensive back. Um, Graydon Munn transferred in from Williamsport High School, play offensive and defensive line for us this year. Um, so really excited about the returning group of guys, their commitment level. Summer numbers have been strong. Um, but I think if, if this is the year that we get it done and we're able to win a conference title, uh, it's really going to be because of that senior class and their senior leadership, which is just something that uh, I think is, is invaluable when you're talking about trying to make a championship run.
0: I'm sure every coach would agree with you, uh, Nate. Um, is it, it will have to go through Severn again, you believe, this year?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. so we'll play them two times in our conference. We play them once at home and once on the road, and uh, the team that comes out of conference play with the best record, End up being conference champions. Uh, they they were really strong last year. Pretty similar situation to us. They kind of they came out of nowhere. Uh, I think the team had been zero and nine the year before, and they ended up going seven and three and winning the conference. Um, Demetrius Ballard, the head coach over there, has done a tremendous job. So they'll, they'll be a tough they'll be a tough team again this year. I'm no doubt about it. He's a great coach. They've got a strong program, and uh, we'll have to be ready for them.
0: Coach, you've had some uh, great success in your travels uh, um, at uh, McDaniel, and then coming out to Concordia Prep and here to uh, St. John's Catholic Prep, and you things are very move very positively for you. And at a, at, a, at a young age, you were the youngest uh, head coach hired uh, last year, not only in that MIAA but across the state of Maryland at that time. So. What are some people who are, I should say, who are some people that have really given you that guidance and that advice to put you in a place where you're doing the things that you're doing for St. John's Catholic Prep?
1: Absolutely. I, mean, I was really fortunate early on. I got my start at West Virginia University as an undergrad student assistant coach on Dana Holgerson's staff, and um, that was really just a tremendous experience to work with a Power 5 program. Learn from some of the best coaches in the country, really, and uh, that's that's when I decided I wanted to coach college football. Just the impact that those guys had on me—guys like you know Dana Holgerson, uh, Tony Gibson, um, you know Joe DeForest. I mean, Juan Snyder—really great coaches that have just made a living in Power Five football. Uh, from there, went on to McDaniel College. Uh, we just had great people at McDaniel. You know, we're never really able to have the success that we wanted. Uh, in the Centennial Conference there, but uh, Mike Daly was a Hall of Fame football coach, and um, I think he saw a lot of traits in me that I didn't really see in myself at the time, and he just he gave me a lot of advice. And I remember him telling me, you know, character and work ethic will take you as far as you want to go in coaching, and he was absolutely right. That's kind of the way I've tried to mold myself and my program. It's just uh, those are the pillars, you know, high right. character, strong work ethic, that'll open doors for you. It'll open opportunities. So, Mike Daly was just tremendous for me at McDaniel College, uh, and then when you know my wife and I we got married, we bought the house, started talking about having kids. Uh, that's when I decided to make the transition to high school football after eight years in college. Uh, and Joe Battaglia was absolutely tremendous. You know, he had coached college ball for about twelve years at a bunch of different schools. He'd been at Navy, he'd been at Midwestern State. He'd been at stevenson juniata so he had kind of done what i was looking to do uh making that transition from college ball for all those years into high school coaching so i ended up landing a spot on his staff the summer of 2021 receivers coach and special teams coordinator finished as the offensive coordinator and qbs coach um and you know that past off season the St. John's job came open and Battaglia and I talked about it and he thought it'd be a great opportunity for me um, to kind of build up a program that hadn't had a lot of success. And he thought, you know, with the right coaches in place um, and, you know, really just the right plan to build the program, he thought it was a school where you could have success. And, you know, I I took his advice and uh, ended up being a head football coach, but it's been fun
0: indeed I'm sure it has Nate. Uh, now and along with that tie into that uh, with the um, uptick and, and the, the, the the numbers increasing and those positive traits that have t- taken place here um, if you're talking to young coaches who are looking to build a program as a head coach what uh, you may have touched on these earlier, but some of the things that you feel now are would be necessary in order to get your uh, program going and make it help it to be consistent uh, each year.
1: I think really the biggest thing for us coming in was um, making a splash. You know, making sure they knew that this wasn't the same program. We were going to change everything. Uh, and the kids felt that right off the bat. I mean, you would hear kids saying, "Man, this is nothing like last year." Uh, and what I had to kind of keep reminding them was, "Well, you know, last year's not the litmus test. You know, uh, right. winning a conference championship—that's the goal. That's the expectation now. And we either accomplish that goal as a team or we fail as a team." Um, but I think just holding them accountable every day, and that can be exhausting as a head coach because you really you. You can't let up. You can't give them any slack. It's you know every day. It's got to be the same standard, the same expectations. Everyone's got to be held accountable. But ultimately, I think these young kids they, they want that discipline. They really crave it, and they're—they're uh, they're looking for that guidance from their coaches. And uh, you know, I love the saying: "They don't—they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care." Yeah. Um, and and the wins are great, and competing for a conference title is great. But I think in year one. Um, What the growth in the program shows, the numbers that we've brought in from transfers to incoming freshmen, um, our retention rate has been tremendous. We really haven't lost too many kids. And I think that just goes back to the fact that the kids know we care about them. You know, they know that we love them. They know that we're here for them, that we want them. want what's best for them, want to see them be successful. I think when they when they feel that and they know that you're genuine and that you really just want what's best for them and you want to help point them in the right direction, um, they'll run through a brick wall for you.
0: And that's exactly what you're looking to do. Do you, coach? Do you have any uh, slogan? Uh, and I don't mean to, to dimin- uh, minimize that or our mantra that you uh, have for your kids. Does it change from year to year uh, as far as what you want to to, to have them? view as the uh, goal or the uh, motivation that they're going to use? Right. Well, you know, when I first
1: came in, I wanted to create a new identity for the program. You know, and initially my roots go back to Damascus, Maryland. I'm an alum at Damascus High. That's where I played my high school football. So, you know, some of the best high school football coaches in the state of Maryland, Al Thomas, Eric yeah. Wallach, uh, Bucky Clipper, um, and one of the things I always used to love about, you know, Al Thomas is everywhere he went, he kind of had that identity for his team. You know, it was, yep. uh, it was the Screaming Eagles, at yep. Seneca Valley, it was the <laughs> Swarming Hornets it's... at Damascus. Yep. So, you know, we, we took on the Fighting Vikings mentality at St. John's Catholic Prep. I thought that was important early on because the kids needed to know. We have a new identity. This isn't SJCP. This isn't St. John's football. This is the Fighting Vikings football program. And I I think they really bought into that. I think, you know, whenever the kids are going through anything that's tough to handle or, you know, we face adversity or whatever the case may be, we just kind of continue to fall back on character and work ethic because ultimately – I think that's what's gonna help us be successful and that's what's gonna create opportunities for these kids moving forward. Um, Not just in football, but college, career, relationships, whatever it may be. You know, if you're you're a man of high character and people know that you've got a strong work ethic, I think, you know, the sky's the limit.
0: Without question. And now, Nate, you've been in the business now for about 10 years. Uh, What have you learned about yourself in those 10 years?
1: Um, man, I think you're always growing and you're always learning. And when you're you know, a young coach and you think you have all the answers and you, know, <laughs> you, you, know, you, you want to be confident, um, the players definitely have to see that confidence. They have to know that you believe in them and they have to know that you know what you're talking about. And I think you know, if you go up there and, and you're questioning yourself and you're not sure about what you're doing and they can sense that, the kids are going to start to question you and they're going to start to think, man, I don't know if this guy, if, if he can lead us. I don't know if i right. will be able to get the job done. Um, so you have to have confidence in yourself, um, kind of bordering on that line of cocky a little bit where, you know, there's some inner arrogance there that you know you're the right guy for the job. But at the same time, you're always learning and you're always growing. And, um, you know, you, you can't get too, you know, hard headed and take advice where you can get it and just continue. To grow, continue to learn, and continue to get better as a coach so you
0: can help the kids. I always went by that. I love the saying that when you think you know everything, it's time for you to, to get out. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Yeah, There's no doubt. You know, that's, I, I agree with you 100%, uh, Nate, that I was always, when I'm coaching, I was always looking for new things, new ideas, new drills, whatever, because uh, I wanted to stay current and contemporary and make it more as much fun as I could and learning uh, for those kids.
1: And, you know, I think that's one of the things that I really wanted to focus on going into year two. You know, I'm probably the youngest coach on my staff, um, no. with the exception of a couple of young guys that played for me at McDaniel College and, you know, guys that I coached at the college level. Uh, my coordinators are both, you know, much more experienced than I am. A lot of my assistants, you know, I call them gray hairs, you know, but that <laughs> those guys have the experience. They have right. the knowledge. And I think when you look at, young head coaches who end up being successful oftentimes it's they're surrounding themselves with coaches that know more football than they do who are you know more knowledgeable than them and uh that's what i wanted to do so we i think we made some really big hires this off season you know in year one it was scott browning who was my mentor 40-year college coach um had been the head coach at edinburgh university for a long time had mentored me at mcdaniel I've been all over, Iowa State, Ohio State, New Mexico, you name it. Uh, And this year, I think it's Vince Ahern, Curtis Mm -hmm. Pierce, and Thomas Ramsey. Um, You know, you talk about Vince Ahern, I think just about everyone in Maryland High School football knows that name, and we're really lucky. He's our defensive coordinator. Um, He was able to bring Curtis Pierce with him, who's calling the offense this year by way of Frederick and Brunswick Um, and TJ. Right. So local guys that, that know Frederick County, um, that have a lot of experience with high school football in this area, and I think they bring a unique perspective and um, ultimately just a lot of experience. So, you know, I don't have an ego at all. You know, my title says head coach, but at the end of the day, I think we have a really cohesive staff, and I'm looking to learn from them, and that that's how I think ultimately we're going to grow and continue to get better.
0: Couldn't agree more, Nate, with, with how that format should be sent out looking into the two if you want say into the into a crystal ball so to speak here nate uh what do you or look for as far as building this program going forward
1: you know the biggest thing is i think we need we need to win the c conference championship those are that's the expectation that's the standard that's where we need to get to um Ultimately, you know, I'd love to see us competing at a higher level. I'd love to see us work our way into the B Conference and be able to compete with really some of the premier teams in the MIAA. Um, but no one's, no one's going to believe in you until you've done it. So we got to go prove that we're able to compete with those teams, and I think we're taking steps in the right direction. Um, but ultimately, when you're measuring a program's success, I think you have to define what is success. Mm-hmm. And in year one, having one of the largest rosters they've ever had, having a winning season for the first time in six years, that was success for us. Uh, and in year two, we want to continue to build the program. We want to continue to grow. We want to have even more kids come out. We want to send even more off to college. I think we have a chance to send a lot of talented kids off to play college football after this fall. And ultimately, you know, I think, doing those things will lead to conference titles, which is what you always want to shoot for. Um, but, you know, you're just building it brick by brick, day by day. And, um, you know, all, all the details have to be important. The little things have to be important. And I think that's ultimately what's going to get us, you know, playing better opponents, winning even more games, competing for titles, and uh, and getting these kids where they want to go. Because it's all about the players at the end of the day. It always will be. And, you um, you know, when they come to me and they tell me their goals and their aspirations, I want to do everything I can to help them get
0: there. Well, sure. And and um, you you mentioned the fact that that uh, everybody loves to win. That that's a given. And you want to uh, get have more wins than losses. And uh, looking at going forward with success, the old saying, success breeds success, that has come to fruition to, for you year two with numbers, but you want to certainly, uh, like you said, play up, uh, play some, that, and and having the success will certainly enable you to uh, go out and find some, t- quote, tougher competition to upgrade what you're trying to do. Absolutely.
1: Uh, so I think that's, that's the goal right now. That's the mentality: is let's do everything we can. Obviously, you you want to be one and zero every week. You know, we want to finish the year ten and zero. We want to finish the year with the conference title. And I think the more you do to just kind of prove how competitive you can be as a program and how worthy of an opponent you are, um, the chance to hopefully move up to the B conference is something we can uh, we can shoot for in years to come.
0: Nate, unfortunately, time is running short here, as it always does, Uh, and I certainly enjoy getting a chance to chat with you each year. I, uh, I wish you the very best in year two out there at St. John's. It looks like you have the program going in the direction uh, that you want and that they uh, certainly want out there. Uh, you got a nice uh, new facility, uh, and that certainly helps. But the best of luck to you, Nate, and thanks again for taking some time.
1: Hey, really appreciate you having me on, and uh, just thank you for your time.
0: Indeed, thank you. You've been listening to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm your host, Steve Nibbs, and we'll see you next week.